Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala barakatuh. Welcome back to the airwaves of the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and 95.8 in the Boland. Alhamdulillah, it is Monday, the 7th of August 2017, and that corresponds with the 15th of the Lukaida, 1438. A big shukran to our producer, and that is Qanita Kamar. Just to remind the listeners that you are welcomed to join in the discussion this evening by sending us your message on the number. Uh, 47913 Alternatively via WhatsApp On the number 0722380712 Now this evening we're going to be Looking at an issue uh, In that uh, our public Are outraged by an increase In electricity tariffs uh, The city a statement by the City Mail Committee, for example, says there is much misinformation in the public sphere about electricity tariff increases at the moment. Firstly, that our vulnerable residents are no longer supported by the City of Cape Town. And secondly, that our tariffs are higher than that of the metro, such as Johannesburg. Now, this evening, we're going to be looking uh, to see if we can clarify, justify Medify, you modify, whatever file you want to use This particular issue Now we're going to be chatting to Mr. Ted Blom Who is the Director of Energy at Auta And that is the organization undoing tax abuse Then we'll also be going to be speaking to Kulu Fasiwe Who is the National Spokesperson for ESCOM And then we're also hoping to be joined online by Hussein Esop Who is a representative from the city of Cape Town Now let me just see whom do I have online Let's see Mr. Ted Blom, do we have you on the line? Good evening. Uh, good evening. Thanks very much to you, Mr. Kulu Fasiwe. Do we have you on the line? Good evening to you, sir. Good evening to you, sir. And, and then we, we're still trying to get hold of Mr. Hussein Esop. Let's start with, with Mr. Ted Blom very quickly. As we said, Director of Energy uh, at Outer, who is the organization undoing tax abuse. And um, let's see, where do we start the discussion? Uh, as we know that in recent weeks, there's been huge public outcry over the increase of electricity, particularly in Cape Town. This also after residents took to social media using the hashtag electricity tariffs must fall to express their concerns. Um, Mr. Ted Blom, where do you want to start this discussion? Okay, so um, I think uh, what, what's happened is um, the July month is the first month of the new tariff regime uh, after uh, NERSA had approved a um, all-around 2.2% increase in February, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And uh, that combined with the fact that uh, for some people they, the ESCOM winter tariffs kick in, um, for those who are supplied by ESCOM, uh, yes, I, I, I even saw in my own uh, account uh, a, a dramatic increase in, 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 in the billing. Uh, in fact, uh, I can call it a gobsmacking increase because I actually nearly fell on my back when I saw it. I mean, my account went up from an average of around 2,000, 2,200 uh, to 4,900 rand. And, and I mean, that is just unbelievable. Well, that, that certainly uh, beats mine. You know, I was gobsmacked when mine jumped by 1,000 rand. Uh, and what you're saying is yours jumped by, by way more than that. And, and yes. what you're saying so is you... In, co- my, in my case, I must be honest, uh, in that uh, my daughter has had visitors uh, who are not used to the Joburg cold. So uh, I believe they had the eaters on day and night. So uh, 
that will explain some of the excess increases for our cash. Okay, but so, so what you're saying is... You're 100% honest to you on that. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is that in general then, uh, why they, we, see, we seem to be seeing an increase, particularly in July, is around the fact that the 2.2% increase actually became effective in July, and then also it being one winter months, you know, the winter tariffs do kick in, and that's what you're saying is a contributing factor. Absolutely. So, uh, yes, uh, and... Uh, you know, uh, 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 that, uh, that in itself, uh, the higher tariff and the higher usage because of the colder weather, mm-hmm. or wet weather down in the Cape, uh, certainly would, uh, would explain uh, many people's increase in their costs. Okay, so but, you know, these increases have been coming for more than 10 years now. You know, we've uh, experienced more than 500% increases since 2005. So uh, your, your people are probably justified in being a bit anxious or even upset. Uh, with the rate of increases in electricity, because I don't think anybody that I know has received a 500% uh, increase in salary, for instance. And inflation over the period of time, if you add it all together, comes to about 60%. So what was uh, 17.04 cents uh, average tariff in 2005, if you had to infl- inflate that by a third of CPI, which is what ESCOM used to inflate by, uh, and which is the right amount that they, uh, an, an efficient utility should uh, get increases on, then you and I should be paying no more than 29,63 cents a kilowatt hour. Mm-hmm. Now, in reality, Eskom's current increase application, which hasn't been made public yet, but it has gone to Solga and to Treasury, will put Eskom's tariff, uh, domestic tariff, up to over a rand a kilowatt hour. And in fact, in Cape Town, because of the market for the municipality, uh, I'm sure your people uh, will probably be closer to, uh, to two rand or even over two rand a kilowatt hour. So. Uh, Yes, uh, that's why it's so noticeable. It's a, these are big increases, and as I said, it's accumulation of 10 years of excessive um, uh, fraudulent increases from Eskom side because they lied to us. They told us that uh, they were needing the money to build uh, extra power stations when they went behind our backs and borrowed the same amount of money from the market all over the world. Uh, and uh, that's why we now feel that we've been hit by a double whammy, and there's more to come. Mm-hmm. So maybe just before I speak to Kulu Fasiwe, as we said, national spokesperson for ESCOM, Mr. Ted Blom, just a, a, a clarity, uh, maybe just your comment around the issue that uh, the city of Cape Town, for example, our tariffs are higher than that of metros such as Johannesburg. Is there truth then to that statement? Yes, absolutely. And I think it's got to do, uh, um, the, ration, uh, the rationale behind it by ESCOM, I, I think, would be that uh, they charge in the city of Cape Town higher tariffs. And it's not because the DA managed the uh, city. That's always been the case that they paid more. It's because the only power utility that uh, is located in the Cape is Coburg. And, and that generates on, on a good day 1.8 uh, gigawatts of electricity. And uh, because you've been growing so fast in the Cape, you need far more than that. I think you probably need about 2.5 gigawatts of electricity. So, in effect, you have to import, if you want to use that word, because that's sort of thing to justify higher prices. You have to import power from uh, Mapumalanga uh, down to the Cape. And uh, uh, with a transmission loss of about 10 to 15 percent, uh, Eskom Fuels is justified in charging you a much higher tariff down in the, in, in the Cape. Okay. Uh, let's hear from Kulu Pasiwe. Do we still have you on the line, sir? Um, yes, yes. Okay, uh, Mr. Pasiwe, you've heard uh, the opening remarks or comment there by, by Mr. Ted Blom, as we said, Director of Energy at Outer, the organization undoing tax abuse. Maybe your introduction to our topic of discussion this evening. Well, I would say 
maybe uh, as, a, as a starting point, really, it's important for all of us, including people who will be calling in later on, for us to premise our debates on, on the truth and not uh, sort of sprinkle it with uh, out there alterations and trying to achieve a particular point. So all I'm saying is that in terms of the, the electricity prices or any prices for that matter, if the price of bread in, increases tomorrow, a lot of people will complain about it. So anything that goes up, um, obviously it, it's, uh, it's uh, hitting you directly as a consumer and therefore it's likely to make you uneasy. So the same goes for electricity. Our electricity prices, and, and Ted, Ted will, will know this, um, I'm sure, which is to say that for, for a, a long period of time, our electricity prices were among the lowest in the world. And during that time, everyone in South Africa was recommending South Africa for the low prices. However, during that time, our prices were artificially kept low. And anyone who knows anything about anything that is, that is uh, artificial will know that it does not last forever. So ESCOM and the country as a whole now have come to a point where we really need to adjust our prices. And maybe let me go back to the reason why I'm saying it was artificially uh, uh, um, kept low, the prices. The reason for this was that in the, I would say, early 70s or 70s in general, uh, South Africa had many power stations that they, and uh, we had a lot of electricity. We didn't know what to do with this electricity, which is why at some point ESCOM entered into... Uh, I would say very lucrative uh, deals with companies like DHP Billiton, which uh, um, they had long-term contracts and they were getting much, much, much reduced prices. So we didn't know what to do with this electricity, and therefore there was some kind of an inducement, and the prices were very low. So, but at some point we needed to, to adjust our, our our prices because uh, our costs were, were were running a sort of out of end in terms of producing electricity, but selling it at a lower price. Even now, if I speak to you. Our prices are regulated by the National Energy Regulator. Currently, for example, in relation to the, the renewable energy project, we are, obviously, there's a whole lot of debate. People are saying, uh, some of them are claiming that we are buying electricity from the renewables at about 60 cents per kilowatt hour. But the reality of the matter, and this is reflected in our annual uh, report, which was issued about two weeks ago, we are, we are buying electricity from the renewable energy project at about uh, uh, um, just less than, less than two rand. And we are selling the very same electricity that we bought at about two rand. We are selling it at, uh, at, uh, at, uh, at a regulated price of about, uh, I think this year, it's about 89 cents per kilowatt hour. Mm-hmm. All of those things, you, they are basically having a, a negative impact on, on ESCOM, and which is why we need to adjust our prices uh, accordingly. And maybe as, uh, as a party short, before you, you allow Ted uh, to come in there, the, the Minister of, Any, the Minister of uh, Finance, the former Minister of Finance at least, uh, and this Ted knows because uh, we have shared notes on this thing before. Um, in 2008, the, the then former Minister of Finance, uh, uh, Trevor Manuel, in his speech on the 20th of uh, February in 2008, he said in the budget vote, he said um, there's a need for ESCOM to adjust its prices because uh, they were just too low. And uh, a few years later, in 2015, two years ago, uh, the minister, uh, the then minister of energy of, of finance, Nsanzanene, uh, uh, repeated the same thing, basically saying that our prices need to be cost reflective, meaning that currently we are spending much higher in terms of producing electricity, but we are selling at, at a lower price, and that is not sustainable. So I do ad- ad- acknowledge that. Uh, any price increase obviously is hurting all of us, but you cannot uh, you cannot uh, continuously uh, co- uh, operate the way you are 
almost subsidizing everyone in the country. You need to adjust your prices accordingly, and that's what we are doing now. I am not in a position to defend what municipalities are doing. Ted will know that uh, the prices that all of us are charging in South Africa, including us home, all of these prices are regulated by the, the by NERSA and the municipalities in terms of the law. They are given some kind of uh, a permission to put a markup on their prices. This year, in 2017, ESCOM has gotten a 2.2% tariff increase. Some municipalities um, are, um, are charging, maybe say, 3% or whatever. Based on the, the permission they have been granted by the regulator, and ESCOM cannot be blamed for that. Okay, thanks very much. That was uh, Mr. Kulu Fasiwe, National Spokesperson for ESCOM. And we are joined online by Mr. Ted Blom, who is the Director of Energy at Outer, and that's the organization undoing tax abuse. Now, I know, Mr. Blom, you still want to maybe just have a quick uh, response for Mr. Kulu. Unfortunately, we're going to have to go for a, a break for the... Well, unfortunately, we fortunately have to wait a uh, break for the Wakta Visha. That's our prayer time. Uh, we will then get uh, Mr. Faldi van der Lille, our technician, uh, to link up with you again. Before we break, just to note, there's an SMS here from 2358 that says, Salam, how many people know that in 2015 when, and then the SMS stops, uh, maybe just resend your particular message? One from 7276 says, why is it now that your tariffs gets valued according to the valuation of your house? Now that my house is valued at over 400,000, I'm on domestic tariff where when it was under that, I got more free electricity and more units. Well, a bit more about that uh, when we come back here on The Burning Issue. The Burning Issue with Ridwan Ahmed. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the waves of the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and 95.8 in the Boland with myself, Ridwan Ahmed. And a very big shukran to our producer, and that is Qanita Kamar. Just to remind our listeners that you are welcomed to participate in the program by sending us your question or comment, and that would be via the SMS line 47913. Alternatively, via WhatsApp on 0722380712. Now, we continue this segment with uh, the announcement that public outraged by the increase in electricity tariffs. Now, we are joined online by Mr. Ted Blom, who is the Director of Energy at Outer, that is the organization undoing tax abuse. Then, we are also joined online by Kulu Pasiwe, who is the National Spokesperson for ESCOM. Uh, Mr. Ted Blom, do we still have you on the line? Yes, good evening. Okay. Now, Ted, you know that uh, you heard what Kulu said before we broke, uh, we took the break yes. for the walk to Fisher. Do you have a quick comment on that one, or shall we just continue from there? Uh, man, I, I need to respond, if I may. Uh, you know, uh, Mr. Pasiwi has now mentioned this issue twice in the last two weeks, uh, that for many, many years, and Eskom's about 100 years old, for many, many years, uh, prior to 2005, uh, Eskom has kept its prices artificially low. Uh, those are his words from my quoting. Now, yeah, no, I also wrote it that, down as that, yes. The fact of the matter is that uh, 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 the prices were low. Uh, whether they were artificially low, I think, is, is subjective. But the fact of the matter is that prior to 2005, in the 100-year history of Eskom, they have never, ever, ever needed a bailout of any sorts from the government. In fact, it was not provided for in their constitution until 2001. In 2001, the government took over control of Eskom, and uh, between 2001, from the commercialization date to, to, to today, not only has Eskom blown uh, its capital, 
It's also blown the 83 billion that the government has donated to it in the last three years. Plus, they've gone and they've blown another 350 billion rands of government money for which they needed the uh, guarantees from the government because they can't raise their own money anymore. Now, I don't know what is more successful, an organization that runs for 100 years on cheap tariffs or an organization that runs for 17 years and blows the bank, I don't know how many times over, and pushes the tariffs right through the roof that nobody can afford them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really don't know which is better. Okay. Uh, Mr. Blom, just to continue now, just maybe just give us an idea. What is the organization undoing tax abuse that's out there? What is your view on or comment on the public concerns and calls for a drop in the electricity prices? No, absolutely. And we initiated that because we said that if Eskimos run efficiently, the price of electricity today should be no more than 29.63 cents a kilowatt hour. Now, on top of that, uh, while we got Mr. Pasibi on the line, it's maybe an interesting question to put to him, is uh, we are waiting, we the public are waiting with bated breath for Eskom's next price application. As I said, it's gone to Salga, it's gone to Treasury, uh, and Mr. Pasibi must perhaps just inform the public whether the next increase is going to be one increase of 47% or two increases of 20 and 20, 27% uh, before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Well, Mr. Pashiwi, do we, we still have you on the line there? Well, I'm still here, sir. Well, um, everyone who follows uh, the regulator will know that uh, earlier this year, I think it was earlier this year, around February, they issued a statement, a public statement, saying that they are granting ESCOM a 2.2% for this year. In addition to that, the regulator said, if ESCOM, because they do understand the dynamics that we are facing and the, 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 the cash crunch that we are facing, they said to us, if we feel that this 2.2% tariff increase is, is, is low and it's going to have a negative bearing on our, uh, our finances, we can resubmit our application for one year, which is for 2018-19. ESCOM has duly complied. That information, as I said, is saying, um, it, it, uh, I would say partially in the public, in the public eye, because uh, somehow someone has uh, um, um, sort of uh, 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 leaked that information. Because in terms of the law, whenever ESCOM is going for any tariff increases, it has to inform the SALGA, which is a representation of municipalities. It also needs to inform the National Treasury. We submitted our information to those two bodies. And unfortunately, somehow along the line, yeah, that information got itself out in, in the media, which is not necessarily a bad thing, I suppose, because ultimately it was going to be presented formally by NERSA. We as ESCOM, in our annual report which was issued two weeks ago, I think it's on page 16, we actually do say that we have already made our application to the regulator for a 19, let's say 20%, and uh, the, the regulator will in due course announce the processes, their own processes, as to when the public hearings will be held, those kind of things. But to answer a a third question, we are applying for a single year, which is for 2018-19, and that's for uh, about 20% tariff increase. And as everyone of us know, what you apply to the regulator for is not a given that you're going to be granted that amount. The regulator might work on three possibilities. The first possibility is that we might get uh, what we are requesting or, or maybe something lower than that, as we have now with this 2.2%. Or the third uh, option would be the regulator can reject our application out of hand based on the strength of the argument that um, outer and other organizations would have put forward. So in other words, the regulator mm-hmm. listens to everyone 
and they also use their own formula because as I say they are the regulator and listen to the rationale from ESCOM side, then they weigh those all of those factors together. And everything, including what Minister Treasury has said recently, Treasury has been on record saying that ESCOM's balance sheet is not stable. We need to do something as a nation, as a country, to help ESCOM to stabilize. As to what that means, especially from Treasury side, I'm sure in due course the Minister of Finance will make a pronouncement as to what they mean about that. But from our side, we have uh, made an application for 90%, and uh, the regulator will now decide in due course as to how we proceed from there. Mm-hmm. Mr. Bashibi, just a quick question from one of our listeners here, uh, maybe just to say whether it's true or not. It says that uh, the tariffs get valued according to the valuation uh, of your house. Is that correct? No, uh, I think that specific issue will best be uh, uh, responded to by the, the municipalities. Because remember, we don't value people's houses. From our side, that is not within our portfolio. But municipalities um, do uh, do some of those things, but uh, I'm not qualified to speak on their behalf. Okay, Nesim is from 2358. says, Assalamu alaikum. How many people know that when ESCOM's increase was rejected by NERSA in 2015, the DA ruled city still increased their tariffs? Another SMS from 6056 says, Please note that there won't be electricity tomorrow. This is an ESCOM note that someone is just passing on. 3105, Assalamu alaikum. Many mining companies paying for electricity 20 cents a unit. Um, Mr. Pashiwe, you want to comment on that one? So, maybe let, let's start from, from what Ted had previously said in his introductory remark. He said to us, uh, to, to, to our listeners, that ESCOM is charging the city of Cape Town some exorbitant amount, and he said, uh, because they are a DA-run council. Anyone who knows anything about how the system runs will know that that is not true. First of all, the prices are set by the regulator. The regulator has a, a formula that you have to comply with. If you do not, then obviously you, you can't charge anything outside of uh, those parameters. And also just to take you back, in 1985, ESCOM had, uh, had uh, applied and, and secured 70% tariff high. I think it was uh, two chances of 35% within the same year. During that time, there was a commission of inquiry that was established. I think it was called a developed commission. And that commission, in its uh, recommendations, they said that um, ESCOM needs to put a small markup, and, and small is the key word here, a small markup in terms of uh, the transmission lines that we have put up to carry power from the, the Mpumalanga area to the to the Western Cape because of the distance there. So, but anyone who will also, uh, people in the Western Cape and everyone else in South Africa will remember that there was a stage, if a tariff argument were to hold water, there was a stage when that municipality was run by the ANC. But still, there was that small charge that we had put in place. So in other words, it is not correct, which is why I started off by appealing that we must base our arguments with, on facts. It is not correct to say that uh, there's a small markup to the municipality going to Cape Town because we are penalizing them because they are a DA-run municipality. The reason for this it is because in 1985 there was a commission of inquiry which said that because of the distance that uh, to carry power from here in the sort of high felt region to the to that area you need to put a small markup and smaller markup we we mean something less than i think less than three percent mm-hmm. so the bulk of the charge is about the actual product which is electricity and then you have a very small minute charge 
that you put up just to make sure that you transport this uh, electricity to the ultimate customer. Okay, uh, Ted Blom, do stay on the line. I still want to get your comment, and then Kului, uh, Kulu, Mr. Kulu Pashiwe, also do stay on the line. We're going to go for a quick ad break, and when we come back, we'll continue with the program called The Burning Issue here on The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Burning Issue with Rido Amid. Welcome back to The Burning Issue with myself, Ridwan Ahmed, and a very big shukran to Mr. Faldi van der Lilly, our technical sound engineer. Just a reminder to our listeners that you can participate in the program by sending us your question or comment via the WhatsApp line, that is 0722380712, or via the SMS line 47913, the SMS line 47913. Now, just before I get back to, just to remind our listeners, I'm joined online by Mr. Ted Bloom, who is the Director of Energy at the organization Undoing Tax Abuse, as well as Mr. Kulu Pashiwe, who is the National Spokesperson for ESCOM. Mr. Bloom, uh, just a quick comment, I don't know if you wish to, uh, in response to what Mr. Pashiwe had to say, uh, before we take leave of you, sir. Yeah, certainly. I mean, uh, uh, my comment about the DA being charged a little bit more was absolutely said tongue-in-cheek, and I thought it was understood as such. But anyway, that's one of the oldest jokes in the country. Uh, but what Mr. Pashiwe has not told us in his justification of why he wants the price to increase is that 10 days ago when Eskom announced the, uh, the annual results, uh, those annual results were qualified. There were three qualifications. Eskom only publicized two. The one was the labor dispute of Mr. Malefe and the other one was the labor dispute of Mr. Koko. What Eskom didn't tell the public is that in their bookkeeping, they have lost three billion rands, three billion with a B, billion rand, of which they've got no accounting records, no financial accountability, no responsibility. The money has just gone poof up into thin air. And that's why, and it's, this is not the first time this has happened. So, and, the, and this is why they now in, always in desperate need. It's because the company is not being managed properly and there is major corruption. It's in the state capture report. It's in the Price Waterhouse report. It's in the Deloitte report. And it's in the SIU special report uh, that the, the ESCOM has been captured and uh, is full of corruption, left, right and center, whether it's in the head office or out in the regions or out on the power station. And uh, I think, uh, in all fairness, it would be nice if ESCOM owed up to a little bit of uh, bad management and, and corruption. Well, that was Mr. Ted Bloom, Director of Energy at the organization and doing tax abuse. Thanks very much for your participation to the program this evening. And we say to you uh, once again a very big thank you and a very good evening to you, sir. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks. Well, we still have uh, Mr. Kulu Pashiwe on the line. Mr. Pashiwe, do we still have him on the line? I'm still here, sir. Okay, yes. just an SMS which came through from 6277 says, I use less than 200 kilowatt electricity per month. Why am I not on the lifeline? My property is valued at 67 or 670,000 rand. Now, I'm not sure if that is one for the municipality or uh, when, whether that is one for Mr. Uh, uh, the Pasiwe. Let's go to the WhatsApp line. Um, it says, yeah, Assalamu alaikum. That man is making lots of excuses. I was on a low. Now they took my free units away. I'm a pensioner. I must buy 200 rand a week now. And I'm saving. I'm using gas. And I put 
my geezer on only for two hours. Now that relates to an, uh, an, uh, Mr. Pashiwe and I, uh, something which caught my eye in the in the in the in the, in the, in the article by the city of Cape Town that says vulnerable residents remain highly subsidised. Uh, can you comment on that? Well, say. In due respect, this one, uh, um, I'm afraid uh, I'm not able to to, uh, to say anything in, in deeper details because if it's a municipal uh, program, they do have uh, um, a separate ways of uh, dealing with uh, their customers. And uh, that's all in terms of uh, how the, um, the regulator has given them sort of the authority to do so. So I'm not able to, to make any comments on the specific one because it's outside of ESCOM's uh, control. Mm. However, what I can say is that in terms of the broader plan of the national government, is that uh, uh, indigent people and uh, households which are headed by children and pensioners and people like that, um, I think there's a, there's a threshold they are using there where I think when people earn less than, I think, 3,000 rent or whatever per month, then you qualify for free basic water, free basic electricity, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But you need to be registered with uh, your local authority to say, the, the municipality, but all of those things are done at the municipal level. We as ESCOM, um, all we do is just to provide the electricity to the uh, municipalities, and the municipalities distribute it in terms of uh, the, the the agreements that they would have with the regulator, and obviously also with the Department of Energy. But uh, I'm, 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 I'm afraid I wouldn't be able to answer the specifics because this one looks like uh, it's a specific matter which falls within the ambit of the city of uh, Cape Town. Not a problem, Mr. Pashiwe. I believe we are joined online by Hussein Esop, who is a representative from the city of Cape Town. Mr. Esop, assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam, reader one, and uh, salam to your listeners as well. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, it's a pleasure, sir. Uh, maybe uh, just to recap on the burning issue we're looking this evening, on the issue around the public's outrage by increase in the electricity tariffs. Now, I'm not too sure whether you heard one of our listeners, you know, uh, saying about t- uh, being a pensioner and buying 200 rand a week. And then my comment on the city mayoral committee's uh, statement that says vulnerable residents remain highly subsidized uh, and uh, uh, being assisted by the city. Do you want to comment on that one? Well, I can confirm that uh, our most vulnerable um, customers are highly subsidized. They are subsidized sometimes in the order of 45% of what the actual cost of the service costs the municipality. Um, and those are the our customers that are on the lifeline tariff. The city of Cape Town has approximately 600,000 residential customers, and currently 200,000 of those customers are on the lifeline tariff. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's get some SMSs once again. 3072 says, big salaries and huge bonuses for them. That's why we must pay so much for electricity. Another SMS here from 8634 says, had they, I don't know, surgery, does it interfere? With, okay, I don't know which this one is. This is probably for the next program. Uh, can I just check with um, Mr. Pasiwi? Uh, the question that we've got here is, how does ESCOM determine electricity prices, or is that done by the city? Well, the, all the prices in South Africa, electricity prices, are determined by the regulator, which is NERSA. Mm-hmm. So between ESCOM and municipalities, all of us make uh, uh, applications to the regulator. We give our projections as to what our requirements would be. And uh, as in this case, ESCOM for 2019, for 2018-19, has applied for about 20%. 
the regulator looks into your reasons or rationale for, for the tariff requirement, if it makes, uh, for lack of a better word, if it makes uh, commercial sense for, 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 for the regulator, then they would grant you. If it, it doesn't, then obviously they, they'll choose it. And uh, um, partly the reason why most of the time you have uh, tariffs which are like this one that we have for this current financial year, which is 2.2% lower than the inflation rate. The regulator also looks into issues around the economy. Right now, the economy generally is not doing well. And I'm sure if you put up any tariff increase which is higher than whatever uh, threshold the, the, the regulator would want, I'm sure that they will reject it and, and, and push it downwards so that at least you can uh, ensure that the economy continues to grow. And also, most importantly, you also cushion the, 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 this, uh, the, the, the customers, especially the, the poor households, against any price shock. So all of these things play a role, which is why it's very important that whenever the regulator um, announces the date in, in big cities like Cape Town and Devon and, and Dunfontein and places like that, people need to go there so that you, you, you ventilate, you express your views, and all of those views are taken into consideration whenever the regulator ultimately makes a decision on, on the price increases. But to answer the question, the prices are determined by the regulator. All of us can only make uh, wishes, but ultimately the regulator is the one who makes the decision. Okay, thanks for that. Mr. Isop, um, uh, what would uh, the, the, the city of Cape Town's response be towards residents affected by the change? Uh, they've been venting their anger on social media with the hashtag electricity tariffs must fall. Uh, what is the city of Cape Town's you know, position around that? Are they doing something about it? Anything? Well... The one, our tariffs have been uh, set for this financial year. We've gone through a public participation process before council approved the tariffs, and our customers had that opportunity to express their uh, issues with what uh, they saw in terms of what our proposed tariffs uh, implementation was going to be. And uh, just to give you an example, we had for this year the home user tariff on our books and it was a service charge that we were going to introduce and because of the outcry of the customers the council decided that the home user tariff will not be implemented uh, this uh, financial year so we've gone just for the domestic and the lifeline tariffs tariffs that we've all already had on the books and that has been implemented our domestic tariff has just increased by 2.8 percent uh, from the one year to this year. Our uh, lifeline tariffs increased by 5% on the one block and it decreased by 23% on the following block. So our tariff increases have been fairly below the inflation rate. Well, then the other thing, uh, Mr. Hussain, whilst they have you on the line, is uh, they're saying that uh, electricity bills are somehow very complicated. Uh, but if one wants to look at a billing methodology, you can go onto the city's website. Uh, but according to them, the, the article, there are two types of tariffs. The one is domestic and then the other one lifeline. Maybe just give our listeners an, an idea of the difference between the two very, very quickly. Well, uh, the two tariffs are very similar. The one is just... Are highly subsidized tariff and the other one is uh, your non-subsidized tariff. So the domestic tariff has got two blocks. The first block is from more to 600 and you pay X amount if you purchase in that block. If you go into the following block, you pay uh, extra, but that is within a month. The lifeline tariff is the tariff that has got your 
three basic electricity included. Now, there's two types of lifeline tariff. The one lifeline tariff gives you 60 free units, and the other one gives you only 25 free units. Mm-hmm. Your average purchases per month is, or you receive only 250 or less, then you qualify for the lifeline tariff that gives you 60 units per month. However, if your average consumption or your purchases is more than 250, but less than 450, then you qualify for 25 free units. Um, and that is about the difference between, but both are uh, inclining block tariffs. And the only difference between the two tariffs is that the domestic tariff has got a higher rate in terms of uh, between the blocks and the domestic, uh, the lifeline tariff has, is a highly subsidized tariff, so it's uh, at lower cost between the block, mm-hmm. especially block one. Okay, well, before we get concluding remarks from both Mr. Kulu Pasiwe, who is the national spokesperson for ESCOM, and Mr. Hussein Esop, a representative from the city of Cape Town, let's do some SMSs quickly. There's one that says, when will these supposed millions derived from tourism each year actually benefit the residents of Cape Town? Surely that could subsidize part of our utilities bill by now. Another SMS from 6174 says, this government with ESCOM just want to make our people much poorer than what they are already. Another SMS, Assalamu alaikum. Why must we every time when the electricity tariffs go up, aren't we paying for ESCOM executive salaries and for the fat bonuses? Another one I'm going to acknowledge is 8775. Then an SMS from 6694 says, Alaikum salam. Why do we get the last week of the month half of our electricity units for our money? For example, if we buy 50 rand electricity, you will get 41.6 units. But the last week of the month, you will get half of that units, 20 units for 50 rand. Mr. Hussain, maybe you could comment on that one. Uh, that's what I explained in terms of the inclining block tariff. Mm-hmm. If you're on the domestic tariff and you purchase 50 rand in the beginning of the month, but during the month you still purchase, that first block, you can purchase up to 600 units before the rate of the tariff increases. The minute you go over 600 units in that month, uh, you'll pay the higher uh, rate mm-hmm. for the block. Okay. Similar with Lifeline, Lifeline, the step or the block is for uh, 350 units at X, and then after 350 units, you pay uh, almost uh, a higher rate. Okay. So for, for Lifeline tariff, you stay within the 350 units for the month, then you won't see an increase in the rate of uh, that. But the minute you go over in that month, over 350 is when the next rate or the next block or step kicks in. Domestic, the step or block is at 600. Okay. Uh, let's get to Mr. Kulu Pasiwe, National Spokesperson for ESCOM. Your concluding remarks are in one minute. Thank you. Well, sir, thank you so much for, for the opportunity. I think uh, uh, maybe the, short, the parting shot really is also just to um, allay people's fears around uh, some of the issues that Ted has raised. Ted is saying that uh, ESCOM was trying to hide issues around uh, irregularities and uh, um, so, 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 uh, some other issues that he mentioned there. The reason why he the loss of three billion rand. Yes, the issue. The, the reason why he got to know about those particular issues. It is because all of these things are in our annual report. So it's not like someone has made some discovery about some of these things. In terms of the law, 
anything that happens within any company, including municipalities, from our side in terms of the, the, the Public Finance Management Act, and um, Mr. Hussein, I'm sure, can comment about the Municipal Finance Management, Management Act, you need to report everything. We as ESCOM have reported that our people, our people who are working uh, within the regions, within the, even here at Network Park and elsewhere, some of them have failed us as a company and as a nation. They have done things that they, they, they were not supposed to have done. And as a result, in our annual report, we say there were 100 and, I think it, it says 135 transgressions or contraventions of the Public Finance Management Act. And it has to be understood that uh, just like the, 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 the I think you said, uh, Auditor General say, when you have issues around uh, wasteful expenditure and those kind of things, it does not necessarily uh, translate to corruption meaning that someone has stolen the money and is gone or whatever. Sometimes it implies that people did not follow certain rules in terms of the, the regulations that are there. But from our side, people who have, uh, for some reason, had reduced uh, uh, their money or cannot account as to how the money was used and what it was used for, those people have to account. Currently, as I speak to you, there are some cases in court in relation to the very same uh, trans- uh, transgressions. You also have a situation where um, um, uh, there was some money which was uh, uh, at some point going to be paid to Mr. Molise uh, as a, a, a pension payout. That matter is now at the court. I'm sure in due course the, the court will sit there and, and listen to this. And I'm sure all of these things will come out in the wash as to what really happened there. Mr. Machela Coco, one of our acting CEO at some point, his issue with his daughter is also an issue that... Uh, our own uh, edit- auditors have uh, realized and they noted that thing, which is why I- I- we made it public before we actually even went to release the results themselves. So all I'm saying is, ESCOM, we do have people who are who people with integrity. They are doing what they are supposed to be doing. They are professionals. You do have some rotten elements, I'm afraid, who are doing things that they are, suppo- that are not supposed to be doing. All of those people, in terms of the law, they need to face the rest of the law and those who are found to be guilty, to be guilty, they need to be charged. And uh, where necessary, the court will make pronouncements on them whether they go to jail or they serve sentences in whatever form. Okay, Mr. No one in South Africa should allow or have any any tolerance for corruption. Okay, Mr. Kulu Pashiwe, national spokesperson for ESCOM, thanks very much for your time and your contribution to the program here this evening. Everything of the best, and we say to you a very good evening, sir. I still have online with me Mr. Hussein Esop, a representative from the city of Cape Town. Mr. Hussein, your concluding remark very quickly, sir. We've got about 30 seconds. Okay, I just want to maybe confirm for those uh, customers out there to qualify for the lifeline tariff your purchases per month over a 12 month period must be averaging less than 450 units per month also you must have a prepaid meter installed and you must your property value must be less than 400,000 uh, if your property is more than 400,000 and you haven't got a prepaid meter you won't qualify for the lifeline tariff unless you receive a senior citizen rebate or a handicapped person rebate or qualify for the indigent household. Those are the qualifying criteria to be on the lifeline tariff for the city. And that is the tariff that comes with the free basic energy. 
Okay, Mr. Hussain Esop, representative from the city of Cape Town. Shukran, very much for your time. Unfortunately, time has really caught up with us. Everything of the best. And hopefully we'll have a chat again. And on that note, I say to you, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam. Shukran for having me.